Hey guys, Ryan here with Torsion Talk Podcast again. And before we jump in, I'm going to have Adrian hit it. I love the music. All right, we've got two sponsors we want to hit you with real quick, and then we're going to jump right in. So go ahead, Adrian. This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey, guys, before we get into the show, I need to let you know, not only do I own a garage door company, I also own and run a marketing agency. If you need help with your marketing, Make sure you contact us at 404-445-3494 or check us out at garagedoormarketing.co. That's garagedoormarketing.co. All right, we're back. Listen, guys, it's a critical time, and uh, we wanted to have a show dedicated uh, to the hottest topic that we're dealing with right now, and that's the coronavirus so uh, what we wanted to do is, uh, as we always do with the um, off-the-track episode, is have more of an open discussion. Uh, Josh is not with me right now, so he's out trying to figure out how we can um, drive revenue during this time. So uh, he's meeting with Tisha, and they are uh, planning and strategizing, which we've been doing a lot of lately. So uh, we're taking that. Uh, by stride. So we felt like it was best use for him to spend his time um, in the meeting right now instead of with us. So I'm going to bring on a, uh, a guy that I think very highly of him and I think alike in a lot of areas, but we also think very different in some areas and it allows us to um, bounce ideas off of each other and make each other better. I want to introduce you to Matt Weber. Some of you guys are familiar with him. We've had him on the show before. How are you, Matt? What up? So we, um, I think we're in two totally different areas as far as, like, I'm close to a city. Uh, you're out in the, I mean, you're kind of city. Yeah, I mean, we're in the biggest city in Montana, which is still boonies compared to you guys. Yeah. So I think it might be good contrast for us to have some conversations about the effects and different. And then you're also primary commercial. Uh, we're primary residential. With, yeah, I mean we're we're kind of, we're a half and half split. We're almost we're almost even. Oh, okay. Well, that's awesome. That's where I'm trying to get. So um, I think it'll be good conversation today. And then if you're on our Facebook page, uh, please shoot in some questions. I'm going to try to address all of those questions. And um, and just have open discussion. I don't have all the answers, but I've spent a lot of hours doing some some research. Uh, so feel free to post some questions, and if I don't know the answer, we can discuss them. And uh, anyway, Matt, <laughs> excuse me, uh, definitely not coronavirus. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, I have been fighting a sinus infection uh, and allergies. All at the same time for the past, probably since we got back from IDA Expo. Um, and so uh, the good news is it's starting to break up and I'm coughing up some junk. But uh, 
I apologize if I have to, um, y'all hear me a little nasally or cough up a, a loogie or something. So anyway, uh, Matt and I talked, what day, what day did we speak? Matt, you what? Are you talking to me? Sorry, yeah. man. I just kind of cut out there for a minute. You're good. What day was uh, it that you and I spoke for the first time about this going on? Well, man, it was shortly after uh, shortly after we got back from uh, the IDA Expo. Um, I took my trip down to Phoenix. I got back into the office on Wednesday, and I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday of last week that we spoke about it. Okay. And – you know, we were having meetings. You guys were having meetings. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of the things that you guys are doing now uh, to help your customers feel. I think that's the main question, right? Like, how do we make our customers feel confident and comfortable in hiring <clears throat> us to come out and do garage door repair during a time when there's so many unknowns? Yeah, man. So uh, I'll take it back a little bit to uh, the IDA Expo. Uh, came at a perfect time uh, for my business. I came back, you know, all jacked and gung ho, and I think that happens for a lot of a lot of garage door businesses that go to the expo. Um, but we came back, man, totally gung ho, ready to go. And I tell Jonathan on Wednesday when I get back, when I got back from Phoenix, I talked to Jonathan on Wednesday, and this is how quickly things revolved around COVID-19 and the coronavirus is on Wednesday, I talked to Jonathan about, um, you know, listing out all the fires that we got burning and prioritizing them as far as, you know, you know, uh, cash flow and profitability and what fires we can let burn and stuff like that. That's what we were going to talk about on Thursday. Thursday morning, the only fire mm-hmm. we were talking about was coronavirus. Yep. And that's been quick. Yeah, man. And that's been it uh, for the last, since Thursday. Uh, That's what we've been talking about. And so we instituted, you know, we instituted a plan. And I want to give a shout out to Colleen uh, with uh, Canadian Doormaster. Because she is, and and if you guys haven't, uh, if you guys haven't checked out her page, um, she has made it available. to uh, to people, she's put together a very very good um, uh, Facebook post to let people know what it is that that COVID nineteen is, um, what it is a garage door company can do uh, to help protect themselves, their staff, as well as their interactions with uh, the customer, and so, but. If you're going to use it, make sure you're following the, the rules. Like, make sure you're following. If you're going to say you're going to do something, make sure you're doing it. Right. Uh, don't just say you're going to do it and then don't do it. Because you don't want to be the reason some of this stuff is spreading. And I've changed my tune a little bit, and I'm sure we'll be getting to that um, here a little bit, here in a little bit. But I've changed my tune as far as this thing goes. So where do, like, I mean, I think the same thing for us, right? I mean, we, we came into it with a system. Uh, I think we were probably one of the first ones that I know of that were like having meetings about it before it became like a big deal. And 
it was like, okay, we're going to meet on this. And my thinking was, you know, we'll put some processes in place just to be safe. And then, uh, the next day was like, all right, we need to take this more serious. Let's have another meeting. And then we were like, all right, we need to build like employee processes and, and we need to build, uh, interaction with customer processes, technician processes, uh, office procedures. And then the next two days we spent implementing all those things. Uh, now what we're doing is we're, we're keeping everything updated. So we're trying to learn more and then update everything. And so I'm no expert, but I I do have an opinion uh, and, and, and kind of a foresight, I think for, for where we're at and what we're doing um, and, uh, and what this could be, but I'll I'll share some of that now. And then I'd like to hear from you, Matt, uh, what you agree with, what you don't agree with and kind of where you stand on it. But for me, I, I mean, I believe um, we haven't seen the worst yet, just to be honest. Um, I think we're getting ahead of it. I don't think we're there yet. I think we were late I, to the party I, as a country. I do agree with you there. Yeah, I, I think we underestimated how quickly it spreads. Um, and that was the main thing for our country, I think where we, we may have missed the boat just a little bit, but, um, the action being taken now from what I'm seeing, I think is very smart, uh, well communicated. There's still a lack of information out there dramatically. Like you, if you watch these press conferences and stuff there, the government doesn't know a whole lot more than what they're sharing in my opinion. And maybe they do, but they're holding back uh, a lot of details. Um, there's lots of rumors flying around. I would say if it's not said by these press conferences, the CDC, who um, I probably wouldn't take much. Um, I, w- I would either validate it or I would I would not consume it, just to be honest with you. I think a lot of people are, are overreacting with the toilet paper. I'm not quite sure uh, what that's all about. But it's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that frustrates me more than anything, honestly, is is panic. Like, I I don't know about you guys, but when 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 I'm faced with a situation, I slow everything down, and I'm like, okay, where's reality? Like, let's process this and figure things out. And honestly, I learned how to do that. Like when I was fighting, when I was a kid, that was something that I was just really good at. My adrenaline would start going freaking nuts. And I was able to slow everything down, my breathing and everything and just control it. And I apply that in this scenario. And, And so I would challenge everybody. I mean, even if you're a business owner and you're trying to figure out how things are going, but you got that feeling in your gut, like everything's crashing down around you or whatever, take a break. Honestly, the best advice I can give you is slow down, take a deep breath, try to gather your thoughts, get a notepad, uh, write things down, define what's real from from what's not, and identify your fears and how to overcome them. And then you got employees for a reason. I mean, they're great. Lean on them and use them for resources. Um, I think everybody here is bought in and believes that we're trying to help them. 
And I think probably the best thing that we did was have a team meeting where we all discussed uh, protecting our employees first um, and, and then our customers. Uh, so uh, they feel like we are bought in on protecting them. And I think that's important. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think that's how, uh, I think that's how you're going to ride through this thing. Um, I see, uh, I see Kevin Pike, um, uh, yeah. comment on here, you know, and that, that is, I mean, that is an incredible start to, to this whole thing, yep. you know, is developing a plan on how you're interacting with your customers. Um, and that goes to, that goes to your employees because I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter if you're, because there's a lot, I mean, frankly, there's a lot of different opinions on what this thing is, where this thing started, how it is, you know, a lot, the hype and all this, you know, and you and I have had the conversations about it. The fact of the matter is, is this thing kills people. Right. And the fact of the matter is, is you and I will probably be okay. The majority of the people listening to this podcast will probably be okay. But what I look at it as is if my if my parents catch this thing, my dad has had chronic uh, heart and lung problems. My mom has had surgery to remove part of her lung for lung cancer. She's never smoked a day in her life, um, but she's had she's had part of her lung removed. What happens if they catch it? Right. You know. So when when you hear this talk about reducing the curve, and and and, and flattening the curve. It's not about you. It's not about me and you because we're going to get sick for a couple of days, yeah. maybe up to a week. But the, the fact of the matter is, is this thing kills people and we need to be smart about what it is that we're doing. Right. Um, and I, and I just got off, I just got done doing my podcast right before I jumped on here with you. Um, and that's a lot about what we talked about as far as, you know, the social distancing thing and, and, you know, here they shut down all the bars, all the casinos, all the coffee shops, everything like that. They shut it down for a week. Yeah, that's rough, man. Cause bills are coming. Yep. The bills are coming. I mean, yep. payroll will be lower if you choose not to pay your people, but bills are coming. They're not stopping. And I think that's the thing that is, is worrisome for me and most other garage door companies. I mean, it's not like, you know, uh, Yelp and uh, your, your door manufacturers are all going to be like, Hey, listen, good news. <laughs> We're delaying payments on everything because uh, business has come to a halt. Dude, they need the right. money bad too. Right. right. And so uh, you're in a position now where, uh, businesses are being affected. I think, I think the, there's two main factors here, right? Number one is what you just discussed. I think the, the, uh, people at risk, um, are the number one highest concern. Nothing's greater than, than life. Uh, I think we protect that at all costs. Um, right. And then number two is the economy. Uh, because, that has to be addressed at some point. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be a real plan in place. There's some discussion, but not a real plan. Uh, I, I worry about 
taking out a bunch of loans during this time if if you have to to get through it uh depending on how long this lasts um so you you're looking at scenarios where i mean there's people with cash right now who are who are going to capitalize i mean this is what people with cash this is why li- being liquid is beneficial in a market like this um but i i mean i'll just be honest with you like i i've learned over the last four and a half years the door business isn't the most profitable business that you can get in. Um, you know, when I was in software, we were running ungodly amounts of profit margin. Um, right, right. <laughs> totally different, right? So, you know, in trying to evaluate that and, and understand it, um, I, I got to imagine there's probably a lot of door dealers out there that are hurting. What do you see? What have you heard as far as... Um, things that businesses can do? What are you guys doing to kind of prolong the pain? What are some protocols you guys have in place if you reach certain um, issues in your business financially? I know you and I have kind of discussed them. I'd like you to share some of that uh, with our audience. Yeah, man. So yesterday, uh, I think number one is, number one is, branding um number one is branding and if you're just now getting started you know it's never too late to the party but you're a little late um number two is is setting yourself up to be you know there's this talk about the government shutting down things uh and businesses that are that are non-essential how and and I've seen on the on the deplorables page and some of the other and some of the and and the other pages mm-hmm. um, that you know the question is is garage door companies an essential business and there's been various answers how and you have to look at yourself as the business owner and say have I set myself up as an essential business now. This going forward with people holding on to their money, residential, frankly, is not going to get you through this time. Yeah. And, th- and this is the conversation you and I had the other day. Right. If you have the opportunity to set yourself up uh, with commercial service work and even residential service work, that is an essential business. People still have to get in and out of their home to make it to a hospital. Fire trucks still have to run. Police still have to run. Ambulances still have to run. The trucking industry still has to operate. Oil uh, oil refineries are not going to shut down because of this thing. What do you um, think about residential new construction? It's going to slow down, man. New construction, uh, what is on the books is probably, uh, I mean, we just ordered $30,000 worth of doors. And a lot of it is new construction. So those are going to happen and we're going to get paid on it because the, I mean, the banks, the banks are already committed to that type of thing. Now, if people are idiots and make a run on the banks, which then causes a depression, not a recession, a depression is when people pull all their money out of the banks. Um, that's a whole different ball game, but new construction, if this thing lasts a while, is definitely going to slow down as well. So let's I let's take a little side trail real quick. So yeah. last night I watched the um, the uh, presidential 
press conference with all the experts, um, I mean, they, they were pretty open about preparing people for July, August time frame for this thing to be kind of on the downslope or coming to a halt. Where he basically said there's a recession coming. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, I mean, if you haven't talked about it yet, guys, uh, if you haven't started preparing to make your, your to make your business a recession proof company, you you better start now because you've so, got a very limited amount of time. Let's recap real quick, and then we'll just hit the other points. The the, the first point that uh, Matt and I talked about the other day was putting a large emphasis on commercial. So, are we telling you that if you're strictly residential, you're doomed? No, that's not what we're saying, but. Um, we do think that residential is probably going to take a bigger hit than commercial, po- quite possibly. And it, and this is our guess, right? Like we don't know. We're not experts. We're just yeah. We're just projecting. We're putting a lot of um, time and energy into this. Did you say yeah? You are an expert. No, I am not. An <laughs> I was gonna say, hey, <laughs> damn, you're strong, bro. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, I, I appreciate the confidence. Um, so the. Um, you know, you could have a scenario where businesses shut down. And every obstacle, I see an opportunity, every single one of them. Uh, for me, I see an opportunity if businesses are shut down. That's a great time to get things done that they don't normally, they're not able to do when they're running. And doors are a big part of that. If you got shipments coming and going constantly all the time, now's the perfect time to get those commercial doors functioning, serviced, you know, if they've been ignored for a long time. Now, on the flip side of that, a lot of businesses are going into, um, you know, uh, protect mode, survival mode. And so they're they're like, well, we would like to service the doors, but we also want to pay our people and we want to pay our bills. So unfortunately, we're going to hold off. Um, so you got a little bit of that. For as far as residential goes, uh, I mean, we, we are still getting calls for repairs. Uh, we're still getting calls for new doors, which is a little bit of a surprise. Uh, but we're advertising that we've we've got processes in place. We even put a banner on the top of our website that says how we're dealing with coronavirus. If you click on that, that actually takes you to a um, page where we are keeping it updated. We're actually putting uh, the date that it was last updated. I think we've got the 16th, which was yesterday. I'm going to try to keep it updated every day or two as soon, like the more information that we have or the, as we tweak the process. Uh, so you'll see how we handle coronavirus and then um, update it to 3-16-2020. And we have like a two paragraph little thing where we're just trying to let people know what we're, what we're trying to accomplish and, and how, you know, our goals are to keep everyone safe and then our in-home health precautions. And we have bullet points there. Um, so, the first thing that we want to can like get out there is is that you know if you're if you are uh, residential only, um, it wouldn't be a bad idea for you to take a look at doing some commercial repairs uh, if you have the capability to do them. Right. Right. What was the next thing on the list? Uh, I think. I mean, I think the next thing on the list is looking at. Um, definitely, I mean, at what point do you create contingencies as a business, as, as a business owner? Now this strictly for those, I know, I know there's a lot of people that, that have, you know, it's just, just you, your truck and and an office staff and things like that. And this is going to impact you as well. 
but as far as the companies that have employees, what are you doing to prepare your business in case this goes further? Um, and Jonathan and myself yesterday, man, we, we had a meeting, um, that was, I mean, it was emotionally and physically draining. I went home last night, just dog tired, um, because we had to talk about, um, a very real a very possible, not a real reality, but a very possible reality of contingency plans for my company. Um, And everything that I've worked for and the scaling that has happened over the course of the last two years, what happens if this thing lasts longer, the government makes us shut down. There's certain, there's, there is no work you know, what happens. And so we, you know, we came out with four contingency plans, um, you know, all the way down to, we called our nuclear plan. And we started, we started with one and tried to work to four, man. And it was so discouraging that, that we ended up saying, okay, scratch that. Let's start at four and work towards positive. Uh, Because it was just, it was like, watching my baby go, you know, <laughs> why? It, and it was just, it, but you have to plan for it. If you're not planning for it, then it's, and something happens, it'll take you by surprise. So and, what was the conversation with the nuclear plants and ever, everybody else? So the, the nuclear plan is skeleton crew, man. Basically we go back to pre two years ago. Um, now that is worst case scenario. Um, I'm hoping not even to have. I, I am planning for, and we are working diligently and extremely hard to not even have to go to uh, contingency plan number one, which is just reduced hours for everybody. Um, but I mean, that's that's the nuclear option is is a skeleton crew comparatively to what we look like now. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it, and you it, had it, that conversation with your staff. Uh, I've had that conversation with Jonathan. Okay. Um, so how, and, how do you like, do you plan to roll out your contingency plan to your staff or do you feel like that would be counterproductive? That would be counterproductive. Yeah. Um, hopefully they don't listen to your podcast. Uh, you know, some <laughs> Some of them might, you know, yeah. we, again, I, we, we have worked and strived really hard for, um, for transparency in our company. I'm huge and so on transparency. If, if they do hear and they do, uh, you know, feel free to ask questions, guys. If you are listening to this and do hear this, I've got no problem answering questions. Uh, again, these are contingency plans and I think, they will see that we are working extremely hard to let those not even be an option. Um, but, uh, but you got to do that. I think a responsible yeah. business owner has to do that because ultimately if the company fails altogether, then there is nothing. Correct. If we have to scale, if we have to scale back 
to to the nuclear option, guess what? When everything comes out the other side, I have a I have a freaking highway to drive down to get back to where I was in a very short amount of time. Yeah. I agree. So one thing that I thought about is um, I think now's probably as good a time as any for door guys in the same areas to come together and help each other out. So for example, I mean, we're working hard on the commercial side, uh, but we're probably a little understaffed and we're trying to move some of our guys from residential to help out with some of our commercial stuff right now. But we're we're challenging our staff to ask yourself uh, one question. If you don't have jobs, what am I doing to drive revenue? Um, and I'm I'm willing to give my staff uh, call logs for them to call customers, open quotes, whatever. Um, we've got guys that are uh, willing to go out to commercial buildings, no contact, completely being safe, keeping distance, but just dropping by and saying, hey, this was an idea that I got from you. Uh, I modified it slightly, but... Uh, would you guys be interested in a free safety inspection uh, while I'm here? No cost yeah. to the customer at all. Um, we don't have to touch each other. I don't need to even be face to face. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But here's the chain. This is, this is what happens, right? Like, I think you have to plan for best case scenario Absolutely. and you have to plan for worst case scenario. And in this Absolutely. scenario, I think you're doing both. So we got our guys out there trying to trying to to do free safety inspections, and I've even given them if they felt like it, um, like if it's valuable that they could do a a free door service, you know, lubricate, tighten things down, minor adjustments. Um, yep. Send them the safety inspection, get their information, and then you know thank them for the opportunity. And if they need us in the future, here's our card. Have a nice day. Um. And then, you know, we can tag those customers and hit those guys with uh, like a drip campaign over the next year. But if I'm if I'm them. Right. um, And I need my doors to function and you drop by and say, hey, man, uh, we know it's important that you guys continue doing what you're doing. We're going to go ahead and and service this door for you at no cost if you're interested uh, and do a full safety inspection. Hopefully, if there's anything on the horizon that might be wrong, we can catch it and at least present it to you. Um, when this thing clears up, they're going to remember that. And Yeah, you got a customer for life at that point. Yeah. So I think we're, we're headed in that direction. That's what we kind of talked about this morning in our meeting. And the guys are on board for the ones that we t- spoke to. And um, I feel like that's going to be a very positive note. We also started calling our, our customers and asking them, uh, well, we first tell them, hey, this is, you know, Ryan with Aaron Overhead Doors. I just wanted to reach out to you and let you know that um, uh, we're doing everything we can. Uh, we've got procedures in place. I can send those to you if you'd like. But the reason I'm calling today is because it's very important to service your door annually. Would you like to book? Uh, that appointment with us, we're running a special. And uh, that has actually done very well for us. Um, really? Yeah. We we actually, believe it or not, man, we, we started those calls aggressively today. And uh, the first three calls we made, we booked 100%. Uh, wow. And then I had to walk over here to do the podcast. So um, I think there's, you know, my goal is not to, I've got 
I got a team who's focused on cutting. I'm focused on revenue. And boom. And that's the key, man. Yep. They're Don't fighting hard to reduce the revenue or the not the revenue. <laughs> I hope they're not fighting to reduce the revenue. <laughs> they're fighting hard to reduce the expenses um, and cuts and find every way possible to save. I'm doing everything in my power to use the resources that we have to generate as much revenue as we possibly can as quickly as we possibly can and keep that rolling. Right, man. And that, and that's key. Um, now, uh, and this is all, this has always been my philosophy. Um, and, and I think you can attest to that because of all of our conversations. Now is not the time to, to ride this thing out. Uh, or excuse, is is not the time to just kind of uh, sit back and wait to see what's happened. Right now is the time to power through this because if you wait to see, and I use I use the analogy uh, of surfing this morning uh, on my podcast. <clears throat> the way a surfer catches a wave, man, is he's he's got a power before he catches that wave. He doesn't just stand up on his board and ride the wave. He's got to power his way to be on top of that wave right. uh, to be able to ride that wave in. If he doesn't power, he doesn't catch the wave. And sometimes that wave, and, and if that wave is big enough, it'll take him under. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important right now for, for you to get your processes in place. And right now, uh, uh, we've told our team, like, you sell, 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 sell. Sell at the expense of our systems right now we can fix our systems later yeah we sell we don't i don't care how how bumbly processes and, and proceed processes and procedures as far as as efficiencies go yep aren't important anymore like that's what nope. you focus on when you know you're doing well and, and you're trying to grow and 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 scale right yep. now those processes aren't nearly as important. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. Exactly. That was me again. So um, I agree wholeheartedly. I got um, here. I want to address some of the comments on the uh, video. Yeah, for sure. Jeremy Webb posted our office is uh, considering closing or considered closing office and have it and having office people work from home, but all techs and all uh, will remain in the field just hasn't happened yet. So um, I had a conversation last night about closing the office as far as just people working from home. Uh, that doesn't work for everybody. I, I think uh, some challenges present themselves in the fact that a lot of people have landlines for their business and may not have the routing functionality. If that's the case, um, that stinks. Um, <clears throat> if you, um, if you use a routing software or um, uh, program, you can easily route phone calls to cell phones and have people work from home. Uh, I think that's a pretty reasonable plan. At the same time, uh, we decided not to do that yet. Um, I've got my marketing guys working from home. Uh, they work out of another office really anyway. Uh, but we decided not to do that because uh, I honestly am not going to ask my technicians to do anything that I'm not willing to do. And, um, I don't want my technicians feeling like I don't have their back. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to be ignorant to the point that, 
uh, we can't spread it here in the office. So we're just we're just going over and above at the office to try to take every precaution possible. And and um, you know, if anybody's got symptoms, we're addressing those immediately, which we haven't had. Um, I'm the one that's probably dealing with the the sinus and allergy stuff, but I've had no signs of uh, any virus, um, any symptoms from the virus. So uh, for that, I would say, and that's that's the thing of thing about uh, that's don't the thing know. about this. That's the thing about this virus, man. Is they are it is so the symptoms are so widespread. Some people, some people get super sick. Some people just have a real bad cough. Some people get a headache and you know, I mean, they just don't know what this thing is. Right. So that leads me to another question that I'd like to ask you. I read a comment earlier about somebody saying that, um, why not instead of devastating the economy, we take every precaution that we possibly can to lock down anyone who's older or, um, you know, high risk, I guess. And then, um, allow business as usual for everyone with healthy immune, uh, ultimately drastically reducing, uh, the, the, the death toll of this thing. Um, Ooh, man, because here's the thing. I mean, it may be right. I just want to discuss it because here's the thing. Like, if if you're if you if you shut everything down, I mean, there's a lot of companies that won't survive it, right? Or if this goes on for too long, and right. how long will it take for the economy to get back into, um, you know, I know for me, like I'll just be straight with you, like a lot of my uh, business is tied to my personal assets. Um, yeah, I mean, I think most business owners, when getting started, uh, if you do loans or uh, vendor agreements. They want you to do a personal guarantor. And so, um, I mean, your personal assets are at risk at this point if you, if you are unable to survive it. So taking that into consideration as well, I mean, it's going to run its course. I mean, I, I a hundred percent believe 90% of Americans, 95% of Americans, if they go outside between three months ago, two months ago, and, and the next three or four or five, six months, uh, will eventually get it. I mean, I I don't see really any way around it. As long as it's living on services as viral as it is, uh, I just have a hard time understanding how everybody's just not going to get it. So the projection is 70%. 70% of Americans people that we know are going to contract this thing. Uh, this thing can live on a surface. Where'd you get that number? Uh, that is the who. Okay. Um, the, the virus itself, depending on how porous uh, um, the, the surface is, can live up to 48 hours on the surface. Uh, so if you got a flat, like, uh, I, I got your video pulled up. I'm watching your video on, on the screen. Uh, so your desk, it can live on your desk for up to 48 hours. Um, so the, and also it is airborne, um, not just through cough, but just by breathing. 
so <clears throat> the particulates, so those N95 masks that you have, the particulate matter of this uh, of this virus is small enough that those N95 masks don't help you. Uh, it, it, it's small enough it will get through the masks. However, if you do have it and contract it, when you're coughing or sneezing, the N95 mask is going to catch some of that particulate matter. Right. Um, so, yes, the majority of people are going to be are are going to get it. Uh, they don't know the extent as to what this thing is. The I've been watching the numbers go up. Uh, of contracted, yeah, of uh, of confirmed. But contracted. we have no clue. Or I mean, like that's that's like saying that ninety uh, percent of car accidents happen within a five mile radius of your home, right? I mean, that yep. statistic is is can't possibly be validated for the simple or, or relevant, really, honestly, because we don't know how far behind we are or how far ahead yep. we are. And so we're in a position now where it's kind of like, I mean, that that's why, I mean, I'm almost in the party of, I mean, what, what the, what the heck, man? Just, I mean, if I get it, I get it. I fight it. Uh, do the best yep. I can during that time to isolate myself away from my family and friends and everything else. And I mean, I think you let it be known, Hey, I got it. I'm quarantining and I'll see you guys on the other side. Right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, man. That's so, kind of how I, I feel about if I get it, I'm just going to hunker down and do my web thing. You know, and so one thing I think that important that is important and what what me and my family are doing. So I'll, I'll just put that as an, for instance. My kids don't go anywhere in a social because uh, for for kids what they're finding in kids is kids can carry it but not show symptoms. Right at all, like they can carry it, get through the whole thing out the other side without even getting sick. Um, so my kids are not going out socially. They're going outside. They're playing in the park, stuff like that. But they're not going out socially. My wife is also not going anywhere unless absolutely necessary. She's at home taking care of uh, taking care of my children. Um, I am the only one out in social. Uh, right now we're still going to work, um, or, you know, we're still open and operating for business. We're still in discussions as to what that looks like over the course of the next few weeks. Um, but you know, we're, we're set like if, and, and we've also discussed the circle in which we run it. So like, I'm not going to go visit my folks. Unfortunately, I've sent them out to their house and they are not allowed to come into town. <laughs> if, if you need food, I will make sure you get food. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, this is a very real thing uh, that I think people need to take seriously, no matter what your viewpoints are on it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we got to get creative with our business models. Absolutely. For sure. And uh, what do you think about, I've had some people mention uh, proactively getting tested. I know that, uh, what was it, Sunday night, they announced that uh, by Monday afternoon, there'd be local testing um, 
places, drive throughs things of that such, and they don't want people going to the doctor, I think for good reason. Um, so I think that it's important that we, uh, uh, if we have symptoms, that we do get tested. Um, but what about the people who don't have to symptoms? Do you just kind of wait it out a little bit, a couple of days, and then go when the when the um, when the crowds are are gone? So here's how they're doing it here: uh, is they are in the process. I don't think it's fully functional yet, I don't think uh, it's but they are in the process either. of setting up a uh, basically a drive-through testing site. However, you have to have a doctor's rec- recommendation to do so. Really? So you're still having to call into the hospital. Okay. And they walk you through their questionnaire to see if it's even worth you going in, which I think is a good, which I think is a good, we can get away with it here. We're in the largest city in Montana, the 130,000 people. Who's answering the phones? What's that? Who's answering the phones? They're not sending this out to India, are they? I, I have no idea. <laughs> Working off of a script, that would be horrible news. Um, right. And, and hopefully um, they have the staff to be able to answer the phones at a rate and spend well, the time on the and, phone with the people. And one thing that they've done here uh, is they've shut down the library, uh, but the library is, has now become a, uh, a basically a daycare for essential workers. So firefighters, policemen, ambulance, uh, EMT, and then essential uh, uh, hospital staff. So there's two to three hundred kids at the library every day um, that are getting that are getting watched. Um, but uh, so yeah, they're I mean they're doing stuff like that. They're doing uh, Yellowstone County, the state of Montana is actually I'm I'm impressed with what they're doing. Are we a little bit late to the ball game? I think so. Uh, but I'm impressed with what they're doing so far. Um, and, and, and trying to flatten the curve of this thing. So Georgia governor, uh, found like an isolated wooded park and announced that as kind of like a quarantine area for people. (laughs) And it, the news kind of, I think they knew what they were doing, but but they they started pushing it out, and the title was like "Governor of Georgia uh, announces uh, quarantine location in park," and it shows a picture of like a I don't know, it almost looked like a screenshot from that um, the witch movie Blair Witch Project. I don't uh-huh. know. I was like, really? Like, are you serious right now? And so after right. you read the article or you dig a little deeper you realize that it's like voluntary just in case you live in a house where you can't go back to because there's people at risk. They're setting up places in the woods for people to be able to like stay in these little pods or whatever. Um, right. Actually turned into a good thing, but the headline let it like, you know, it's going to go viral because people are like, Oh my God, I can't right. believe they're sticking people out in the woods, you know? And it's like, right. really? I, I mean, but I think yeah. they know what they're doing when they do that stuff. Yeah. Um, Kevin Pike Adam has Meyer. been. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna comment, Adam Meyer. I think uh, uh, if Ohio's doing that, I think I think it's a very good use of resources instead of just having everybody line up to go get tested. Because right. what I mean, you get tested and you don't have it, but then 
are you going to go get tested next week? Are you going to go get right. tested the week after? You know, you like easily get it. Yeah, so it's a good. I think it's. I think the way they're doing it with the doctor's recommendations, I think it's a good way uh, to conserve uh, resources for those who actually need it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Pike posted a few things that he's doing, and we can talk about some of the stuff we're doing here. Uh, touch-free service calls. Touch-free is kind yep. of a, a thing now. Um, so I think that's a good terminology, something that we can, as a as a garage door industry, can kind of um, rally around and use the same terminology and make customers feel comfortable in the event this does go on long-term or we go through this again. Um, showroom visits by appointment only. Uh, I don't even know that I would probably, I don't know. I don't know that I would want anybody in my showroom at this point in time. Um, but, uh, as far as customers that we don't know without knowing if they're contracted or not contracted and there's, you know, some people without symptoms. Um, well, and here's, here's the thing about a showroom is everybody, you can find anything that's in your showroom online. Yeah. Yep. And I just think like the risk of bringing somebody in that you don't know um, could, I mean, you got your office staff, you got your techs and everybody coming into the office. Uh, I just don't know that that's a risk that we would want to take. Um, I'll take it if it's one of my guys or my staff coming into the office, but I'm not willing to, I don't think I'm willing right. to take that. Um, for, he's breaking down to a four day service week. Um it's not a bad idea. I, I would, I don't know how you guys, everybody pays their people differently. So I guess it just depends um, if that's beneficial or not. Uh, I wouldn't say we're slammed, but we're at least busy enough to keep our guys on the roads. Um, no cash or check payments. I mean, I didn't think about that, man. Taking cash. Gloves. Yeah. I mean, we got the disposable gloves on everybody, but um I mean, think about it. How much cash is going through people's hands right now? I saw like a line at the bank yesterday. I can only imagine people are just pulling out cash uh, in the events the bank shut down so they've got money. Um, right. So I don't know. That, that may just be a Georgia thing. I'm not sure. Uh, and then yeah. he's got record employees, temps at start of each day. That's a good point. I think we might – I think we actually – I I think we're gonna steal that, Kevin. That's that's a good one, actually. It's not a bad uh, idea. Because I mean, here's I the like thing: like, if your employees are put in a really, really bad position. I mean, let's be honest here, right? Like, oh if, yeah. If they report themselves, they're out of work. I mean, thankfully enough, I mean, we we pay we pay vacation time. Um, however, uh, you know that it runs out eventually, two weeks probably most people here would be covered, but you just got to take in consideration. I mean, they, they want to work and, and you know, they don't want any chance of not getting paid. So right. is self-reporting the best way? Uh, I think Kevin's got a, a unique uh, approach to this where they're recording temperatures. Uh, I, not a bad idea. Um, I don't know if you're stepping on any laws there, yeah, that, that could, would be that mildly concerned. 
I mean, we are in the middle of a national emergency, so I don't know what kind of laws can be suspended and whatnot. Yeah. So Jim's asking um, if you don't have a family doctor. Uh, you replied on there that you can call the hospital. So if you're listening and you've got questions about ideas, uh, I've I've helped some of our clients uh, with the banner across the top. Check that out. Um, I'll share that page in the description. I believe it's helped us, honestly. Um, our phones are ringing. Uh, conversion rate is down a little bit, but not much. I do believe a large part of that probably has to do with the fact that we're being proactive. Um, we're posting stuff on our website and, um, we're actually posting a lot of stuff on social media right now. People are on Facebook guys. Um, they're looking for information. Uh, it may not be in buying mode, but like Matt had mentioned earlier, it's a great opportunity to brand yourself. Um, it's a great opportunity to, uh, when the hysteria dies down a little bit, um, offer solutions like touch-free service. Um, you know, your home now's a great time for us to come in. I wrote a, I wrote a thing on our Facebook page today explaining how, um, we have processes in place where we don't even have to see our customers. Um, you know, we're paperless, so we can actually go in and, and we can, uh, create, um, what you call it, safety inspections with photos and everything and build quotes and email those over to them and then call them from the garage and discuss the options and choose which one they want. They can approve it right there from their email and then we go straight into it. Um, so so we're, we're blessed in that way. And speaking of which, yeah. this is a great segue. Uh, I'm going to have Adrian uh, go ahead and run the, uh, the mid-rolls. Hang with us one second, guys. We'll be right back. Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer usa.com. That's S O M M. ER-USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877-766-6607. One of the hottest topics with garage door companies in 2020 is what's the best dispatch software? I run my business with Service Titan. I wouldn't have it any other way. Service Titan is the premium software that allows you to run every aspect of your business quickly and smoothly. It's not just a dispatch software. I use them for credit card processing, marketing automation, business intelligence, follow-up, and even maintenance agreements. My staff likes it because they can build quotes quickly and easily, and the price is already there. I like it because I get a ton of five-star reviews from customers who love the automated communication. We've seen a huge increase in our revenue per job by offering set pricing and multiple quotes. 
If you're interested in scheduling a demo with Service Titan, go to servicetitan.com forward slash torsion talk or call 888-809-7457. While we were, I was scooting around, I got the notification that they are doing the press conference today at 1130, um, the briefing, uh, the coronavirus task force, as they call it. Um, Does anybody know? what they're talking about, any fresh or new news on uh, what they're presenting right now. I mean, obviously we're, uh, we're doing our own thing here, but I would like to see if there's any updates so we can discuss them. Looks like we're having some buffering issues on the, uh, the live feed. Sorry about that guys. We should be good. I don't know if we're having internet problems or not, but everything looks good on our end. Um, Cool. So let's talk about some things that we can do as garage door businesses. If you want to try to be aggressive during this time, maybe not full blown regular aggressive, but just uh, being proactive, I guess. Um, Again, Facebook ads, we're, uh, we're testing some stuff. Um, I think uh, boosting posts, it's very inexpensive. I boosted a post for Aaron overhead doors the other day. Um, kind of in the midst of this, just to kind of get an idea of, I mean, what would come of it, uh, where people's attention is at. And I think people are on Facebook a lot and just the sheer like positivity. If you can post positive stuff or, or good stuff, I think it's getting a lot of traction right now. Um, we've got, you know, don't make everything about coronavirus. Obviously, um, I boosted this post from March 14th at 11:46 a.m. Uh, reached 2200 people, 170 engagements, created one message uh, to us for a lead, uh, four comments, 50 likes. And it's just a before and after uh, actually before and after photo uh, with a lady standing in front of our new door. Uh, so we just hit that boost. I think I threw 20 bucks on there. Uh, that's not bad. 50 likes, four comments. Uh, during a time like this, I like to do stuff like that, just kind of see uh, what the responses are. We're running some ads for some clients. Um, we're still getting people engaging with our ads, so that's a positive note. Um, I had mentioned earlier, I believe, Nextdoor. Uh, is a, you have the ability to run local ads from Nextdoor. I think that that's a good play here. It's very inexpensive. Um have the right call to action uh, put in there that you have, you know, touch free service, um, things of that sort. So I think that would all be good things to do if you haven't already exhausted all of your marketing dollars. Uh, we talked about Matt yesterday. We talked a little bit about hiring um, <laughs> and uh, we, um, we found we've been I think I've expressed on here we've been searching nationally for a good lead commercial tech that has the skill set that we're looking for and you and I've talked about this and how hard they are to find well we found one um, he's ready to come on board and I'm like what do I do uh, so you and I spoke Matt uh, does your opinion change now uh, since we've we've got more information a few days have passed do you still hire this guy or because you gave me the advice, man, you're not going to find these guys anywhere. I think you bring them on and then figure it out. 
uh, because commercial service and commercial is a great way to kind of get get through this. Um, does your advice change, or do you still feel the same? Well, man, uh, so there there's a couple there's there's a couple different things at play here, um, in particular to your to your situation. Right. Uh, because I'm in a similar situation where I've got a guy, um, who wants to come on and, uh, that I've been pursuing for, you know, like the last six years and he's ready to come on board. Uh, right now I am not in a position I've, I've halted, uh, not halted, but I've put on hold my plan for expansion uh, into a new market uh, for the next three months uh, just to see what this thing does. I think it's a, 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 a smart move because money's going to need to be spent. Um, whereas your situation where you have the opportunity to pick up service work um, from the conversation that we had, you, you, you have the work. And it's just an option of whether your general manager goes out and does it or you have another guy come in and do it. Now, you hired your general manager to manage. Mm -hmm. Do you have the opportunity then to bring this guy on who it sounds like you've been pursuing for a while to to come in and do that work and then continue to scale? That's the other important thing of of this 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 so-called or not so-called it is a crisis because we're we're going to be heading towards a recession and we're in the we're in the beginning stages of it um how do you scale from this i think this is an important topic to now move into how how do you come out and scale from this and i think for you my my advice would would stand because you have an opportunity to grow a line that you that you have a desire to grow, right? Um, and you have a desire to step into with with room to scale. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at this point, you have to make decisions based on on you know all things at play, and you know a couple of those things are. If for me, one thing I don't want to do is hire somebody for one department and have to let somebody go in another department because they're going to feel like I traded. Right. And that's not definitely not what I want my guys to feel. Um, so, you know, you got to be smart about it. I, I think, uh, you know, for me, I'm praying about it, trying to figure out what the solution is. We're talking about it as a staff. Um, I was transparent with the gentleman uh, yesterday that, uh, you know, we want to continue to pursue. Um, we are very interested. Uh, we want to make you an offer. And right now we just got to figure out what the timing looks like on that. And, um, and uh, he was cool with it. Like I'm, 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 I think we're playing it right. I think every day as a, as a country and um, uh, business owners, we're learning more and more about what this thing looks like. Uh, I think the information is key. And I feel like the government's doing a good job of getting it out to us on a daily basis. And I think that's critical to allowing us to make intelligent decisions on decisions we need to make about our business now. Uh, because, um, you know, 
if that's one thing that bothers me the most is indecisiveness. I'm not very much for indecisive. I would rather do it wrong three times than do it, you know, it take twice as long to do it right. Um, but in these types of scenarios, you almost have to take a little bit more time uh, to make sure because you don't have the resources or the finances to make too many mistakes. So um, I, I'm not being right. decisive, but I'm, I'm taking my time and being thorough and making sure that I make the best decision uh, for my current staff before we, we add to, but um, I definitely think we're going to extend him an offer uh, when he joins is going to be the biggest question. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, and yeah, so yes, my, my, uh, my advice, Stands, but yeah, I mean, you still have to you still have to decide again what is best and the timing also. Um, right. So yeah, no, I I agree with what you said there. So Jonathan, you're Jonathan, um, posted. It seems that they have resigned um, themselves to the fact that everyone is going to get it. Now this is what we were talking about earlier. It seems yeah. to be the only way to uh, to end it. As for it to run its course, the debate is how much we humans are able to control the speed of the spread. It's no longer a health plan, but an economy plan or an economic plan. If 70% of workforce is going to be out for a week or two, do I want that to happen in one month or six? So, I mean, I brought this up earlier, right? This is something that I read um one guy kind of gave his perspective on Facebook, not a garage door guy. Um, and he was posing this question, right? Basically saying, look, let's protect the at risk. Like do everything in our power to put our resources towards the high risk people and then allow the virus to run its course through everyone else. Um, yeah. And, continue business as usual um is that a realistic i mean is that realistic i mean let's just have the conversation do you think it's realistic to to take that approach well i i mean what do you mean by realistic are we talking about taking uh taking everybody 50 plus and quarantining them off i mean telling them to stay home for you know months i guess <laughs> until we right. figure out until until we have the the steep decline of 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 the virus uh dying off yeah and man and that's a that's a tough that's a tough one to look at because i mean if they're saying that this thing affects people 50 plus that is a large portion of huge of not only our population but also a large portion of our current workforce as well. Right. I mean, people are working into their 60s. I mean, my dad just recently retired within the last five years, and he's 72. Um, so, I mean, that is a, that's, that's a large – so how, how do they support themselves? You know, I think it's easier kind of, if you have a full workforce of people under 50 working, right? Because nobody gets right. paid if the if you shut it all down to try to prevent the spread. Uh I mean, uh, my I'm I'm a body language reader, okay? So when people are talking, 
I'm reading signs. A lot of people sometimes will be like, are you listening to me? And I'm like, not really. I'm just trying to figure out exactly what you're trying to get to. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but um, I, I'm a body language reader. Like, I've learned a long time ago, lip reading is not my thing. I, I can't, uh, I, I, for whatever reason, try to figure out where people are trying to go. Um, so good or bad, it benefits me in situations like this. And I'm under the impression based on body language and some of the things that they've said in these press conferences uh, or, or briefings, whatever they call them, is that this thing is so much further out than they thought. Like, I don't think they realized, but this has probably been going on since January. Um, and I think it slowly went up and then just started going crazy uh, February, March. And... Is it the first confirmed case was January, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, I believe so. So, I mean, we can either stretch this out, right? Because not everybody's going to listen. Not everybody's going to play by the same rules, whatever. Or you say the logical and logic's not always the best solution. I'll admit to that. I'm a very logical person, but I do understand that you can't take logic for everything because, um, a lot of times that that can screw things up. Um, but the logical answer is let's minimize the damage, isolate the, the people that are high risk. Um, and if they want to take the risk, they can. That's on them. Uh, but for everyone who's just going to get sick, let them continue on. Let's pass it. Let's figure out if you can get it twice. I mean, we still haven't even figured that out, have we? I mean, if you get it once, can you get it again, or are you is your body going to build antibodies towards it and fight it? Um, can you get it twice? Man, I don't think they know. I don't think they know. I think that question was asked in one of the briefings, and, and I think they said they're still trying to figure it out. Right. And that was either yesterday or the day before. Um, so, I mean – that's going to be the sucky thing, right? Is if, if we, if we just continue to pass it on and on and on and on and continue to get it, that would be one thing. But if we're just passing it on once we build antibodies, we're done. Once you have it, you had it and you know, whatever. Um, hopefully this doesn't become an annual thing, but, uh, in the grand scheme of things, I I'm kind of in the party of let's lean that way. What are your thoughts? Man. So, uh, I think back to, you know, I think back, to, <laughs> I think back to when I was younger, you know, and you think about the chicken pox and how, you know, how parents and how society looked at the chicken pox, man, you had chicken pox parties. Yeah. Where you would get it on purpose so you could get it over. Yeah. Like yeah. one kid had the chicken pox. And then all of a sudden there's like 20 kids playing around with a kid that's got chicken pox. And so they all have chicken pox, uh, to, you know, to them <laughs> so that you get it and are done with it. Right. This, I, you know, I don't know because they don't know is that, I mean, is that a good idea? I mean, they're just now starting to test out these vaccines, uh, in Washington to see if they're to see if they're going to work or not. Um, if they do, if, you know, 
you know, who knows? I mean, but I mean, the, the problem with now, if you live, which there's a whole nother school of thought and opinions about the government and what, and where things are going. If you live in a uh, a totalitarian government, they can go ahead and say, okay, everybody over 50, you stay indoors or there is so and such consequence and let everybody else contract it and get it done and get it over with. However, we don't currently live in that type of society. Right. And they keep, they are reiterating every single time. These are guidelines because we, we aren't, we aren't uh, a society who gets ruled by the government. I mean, so they're not putting, they're, they're trying to tread lightly and, and not bringing up the shutting down the martial law and all that stuff. So, um, I think they're they're making a point when they say that to let everybody know, look, these are guidelines. We want people to follow them. I mean, but they know people aren't going to follow them. I mean, let's be honest, right? I mean, people don't follow guidelines. Right. Was the same? Right. They're more Those are meant to be broken. And they're yeah, they're they're looked at as suggestions, which I mean, if we're going to get over this thing, um like Jonathan said in that post, it, it's going to run its course. How we deal with it going, how we deal with it going through. And I think what he means by that, um, you know, as 70% of my workforce is going to be out for a week or two, do I want that to happen in four? Uh, I think what he means by that is, do I want that to happen in a month? Or do I want that to happen six months from now? Or do I want it to happen the whole time? Um, and so, you know, because, again, we don't know if you can recontract this thing. Um, so I think that's man, the first thing tough, we got to figure a, out. It is a tough situation yeah. all the way around. Um, <laughs> My dad... The, he said, "Tread softly on the boomers." I, I, I was going to ask if that. I was going to ask. Yeah, that's my uh, father. I see that. That's good. So, um, interestingly enough, man, I really hate it for my dad. He's he's actually um, in Germany right now, and um, luckily enough, he's doing well. Um, but they've got him working from home, so uh, well, his home there. Um, but we're trying to get him back here in the near future, but I know that's going to be probably a couple months away. Um, he's got some stuff to finish up, but I mean, you got, you got people, you got Americans all over the world right now. Um, Oh yeah, man. I mean, they've got to feel some distance. You know what I'm saying? Like they're probably feeling the distance, uh, between, between them and home right now, for sure. I mean, is you can't really trust everything you're seeing with the news stations and uh, definitely not on Facebook. So um, I think that's tough. Uh, so stay safe yep. out there, Pop. Appreciate you tuning in and supporting the podcast. Uh, what are some things you guys would like us to discuss if there's anything we haven't addressed yet? Um, I know Kevin Pike said it uh, looks like PA just announced that we're waving. Waving and waiting week for unemployment 
uh, waiving the waiting week for unemployment. Ohio already did this. Hopefully other states will uh, follow. So I'd like to chat about a little bit about, um, you know, we've got we've got multiple people on here that have mentioned uh, their fear for if they have to let people go on their um, employment. Uh, there's a real concern that they're not going to do well financially. That's a concern of mine as well. So in the event something like that happened, what do you, um, you know, I've done some basic research. Here's some good information about um, it looks like people are able to get unemployment. Um, what do you, what do you, What are some things that you found or things that you're preparing for in the event you had to go there? How do we minimize the blow for our employees? Yeah, so one of the things that we're looking at, if we have to go to those contingency plans, um, we will be uh, we will be laying people off with a letter of re uh, of reemployment at a specific date. So that they are guaranteed a job that uh, you just pick up your uh, your deodorant. Sorry, the lag times on that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> I'm, uh, sure. I'm cleaning up the desk. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting antsy. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> uh, with a letter of reemployment, um, so that they know that their job is secure, um, and also and. I mean, me as a business owner, I understand that my unemployment insurance is going to go up at that point in time. But you know what? I care about my employees more than I care about how much I how much I spend 100%. on unemployment insurance. Yeah, hundred percent. And so that is that is one aspect. The other aspect is, and I and I I posted it to the deplorables page uh, here a couple of days ago, is a loan assistance. Um, uh, loan assistance um, that through the SBA for small businesses uh, for the disaster, uh, for, you know, during this time. Um, it's not available in my county yet. And frankly, it is a loan. Uh, but again, I am willing to take on some debt to be able to, for one, make it through as a company. Um, and to be able to supply for the people that I employ, uh, because it will, it will, I believe it will come back fourfold, uh, or morefold, uh, whatever you want to say, uh, when this thing comes back down, uh, to life. Um, because again, I think it's, it's incredibly important to take care of the people that, that I am responsible for. And it's a big, it's a big responsibility. Yeah. Um, and so that is just a couple, a couple things. I, I would encourage everybody to do your research as to um, what is available out there. I know there's a bunch of bills and stuff that have been put through the house uh, that do have President Trump's support uh, going in through the Senate. That is kind of a financial relief. Uh, type thing. I would encourage you to uh, look at your local banks, whoever you bank with. I know ours, our local bank, uh, my business uh, that I that I bank with for my business is offering assistance 
during this time as well, should, uh, should you need it, um, in the forms of, of not, not having to make uh, loan payments um, during, during this time frame uh, if you don't need it. So I would encourage everybody to do your research uh, into your, uh, your own personal financial institutions to see what they have to say. Um, and then also uh, the government funds. I mean, I know, you know, it's a loan. It's an incredibly small uh, interest loan. Um, but again, it, it is still a loan and some people, you know, have issues with that. Uh, but that is something that I am looking into to be able to take care of, uh, of the people that, that I need to take care of. Do you think once this is all done, like, uh, Trump keeps, uh, reiterating that there's some pent up, um, demand, uh, there will be pent up demand and, do you think when this is all said and done that people are just going to immediately open up their pocketbooks and start getting their garage doors replaced and fixed? Uh, I mean, I think it'll be eased back in. And again, this is just my opinion. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of other, uh, just like, I mean, just like the garage door industry right now is kind of the stepchild of the construction industry. Uh, where it is kind of an afterthought on especially new construction. Um, and it's the first thing to get cut out of a budget. I think, I don't think we're going to see that change uh, moving forward. Um, and so I think it'll be a slow process moving back in. But that's where, that's where you as a business owner need to do your job uh, in branding. Yeah, uh, and getting yourself out there and offering, uh, uh, offering whatever services you need to offer uh, to 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 help to help your community. Be community minded, uh, because when people see genuine community involvement and genuine uh, genuine care for people, um, you know that goes a long way, uh, and so then you'll be the first person that they do call when they do decide they want to purchase that. Um, you know, we've said to our staff here, Jonathan brought up a good point. He goes, we need to care about people, but we need to show that we care about people. Correct. That's how um, we have a saying around here, leverage everything. I mean, we're going to leverage this crisis to come out on top. I mean, we're going to win this thing because we're going to figure out how to leverage our way. Um, yeah into it it doesn't mean that we're it doesn't mean that we're uh that we're faking it i mean we genuinely care about the people that we interact with right but we're going to leverage that yeah i think that uh that brings me to a point where um what are some things that you shouldn't do right now uh i'm seeing some some conflicting things online, uh, risky ads on social media. Um, how, how do you think we should go about, like, should we do a play on this or is it too serious? I, or are we past that? I, I don't say in my opinion. And again, this is my opinion and everybody is free to do whatever they want to. Um, however, the, I, 
I don't think this is something that should be played with. This should not be something, especially when you're marketing and branding, um, because you don't know who is affected by this. Right. You don't know if the customer that you are trying to reach had a grandparent that died. Right. You don't know if you if the customer has uh, a brother or a sister who has a small child with immune deficiency disease that ended up passing away because of this thing. I don't think this is something to joke about. Um, but again, that's my opinion. You guys are free to do whatever you want to. Uh, but I would, I would definitely stay away from trying to leverage this as a joke um, and, and leverage it more on the side of, what can we do to help? Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I'm on the same page. We're taking a very serious approach to it. I think if you're trying to build confidence in the marketplace that your team is uh, qualified, able, and prepared, um, I think if you joke about it, I think you do the opposite. Um, now you may appeal to people who aren't taking this whole thing very seriously. But at the same time, uh, I think you do uh, risk the fact of burning some bridges with customers for sure. Yeah, yeah. You're going to alienate a larger portion of the people that you're trying to reach. Yeah. So I know, like, for instance, right, uh, probably right now, it started at 1130. Um, my pastor reached out to, to me and our advisory board and asked if we could jump on an 1130 uh, conference call. Um, I don't know what that was about, but I mean, I got to imagine churches at this point in time are having these conversations as well and trying to figure out what the plan is. Um, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, man, if churches got online giving, you got live church, you can get through that. Um, for us, how can we adapt technology to kind of, uh, figure this thing out. So for one, I'm actually, uh, this is an idea I had probably six months ago and, um, I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to get to that. That's pretty cool. Uh, but, a but a virtual, um, new door sales, uh, process in our showroom where I wanted to set up camera and television, um, in our showroom next to where we have some of our doors and I can walk people through everything, uh, with the door and kind of do a, a virtual consultation um, showing samples and things of that sort. And I'm always thinking way far ahead and then thinking, you know what? That's so far ahead. I'm going to put that on the agenda for like 2021 or 2022 uh, to right. try to set that up. Super helpful if I would have had that right now. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, right. I think, and it wouldn't probably take too much to set that up, honestly. Um, but being able to do live streaming, FaceTime, uh, I think those are all resources that we can use as garage door dealers uh, to better the experience and um, educate our customers and still do business without the risk of getting uh, infected. Yeah. Man, I, if you're asking me about technology, you're the one to better speak about it because, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how many of you guys are part of, uh, like, your local chambers, uh, but 
uh, I know my local chamber here has reached out to me and asked if there's anything they can do. Man, that's huge. Um, you know, to have the backing of a bunch of different um, businesses, I think is important. Um, so I'm, I'm communicating with my um, uh, chamber here, I'm trying to see. Uh, it's too far down. I've gotten too many emails since, but uh, I don't want to spend a bunch of time looking for it. But I just thought it was interesting. They reached out, asked if there was anything they could do to help. Um, I gave her a list of things, um, one of them being like, uh, you know, hey, I don't, I don't want to be, you know, pushy, but I do want to let people know in the area that we're still operating and we've got procedures in place. Uh, and for your members who are businesses that have garage doors or, um, you know, rolling steel doors or whatever, uh, you know, we can still service those and we can do it effectively. Uh, without compromising your employees. And so uh, she emailed me back and she's asking for more information and they're willing to post on their, um, their Facebook page. I think that's great. And um, I don't know if they're also willing to send out like an email or whatever, but that's something to take into consideration. Um, But uh, one more topic I would like to hit on and then I'll, I'll let you, I would like to ask you if you have anything you'd like to add, because we're, we're going a little over an hour here. Um, But, I think that we have um, opportunities here to work together with our competition. Um, If you have big commercial jobs and you need people, consider contacting a local garage company that, um, that you've heard does good work. Um, I think we're, we're kind of taking that approach before we lay anybody off. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Uh, we want to exhaust all resources, and that includes us working with other garage door companies who might have new construction business that they have in the pipeline, um, whatever. So if, if they don't have the staff to be able to pull off a lot of the jobs, I think now's a good time to reach out and just make the introduction. Let them know that you have staff, um, you would like to be busy, and if they have the work, um, I think that that's a good relationship. So. Um, Keep that in mind. That's that's an option for everybody. Is there anything that you can think of, Matt, uh, as a company, employees, staff, anything uh, that you'd like to share uh, to help people out? Man, I think uh, I think we've touched on on pretty much all of it uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. I, I, I just, I mean, the point I think that is important to drive home is that this thing is, is, is serious. Um, it is something to be taken seriously. It is something to be prepared for. Um, it is something as a business that you need to, that you need to set yourself up to, to address. Um, because it, I, I don't, I don't want to see anybody, uh, who listens to this and frankly anybody I want to see our economy pick up and keep moving but if, if you're not prepared for it it can definitely take you by storm and so I just uh, I hope I hope some people have, have gotten some, some tidbits from this but be prepared uh, think about think through options uh, think through contingency plans and and don't like 
be 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 a good social uh, 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 social citizen and take care of the people who need taken care of um, and look out for people. Yeah. I just had something drop in my spirit that I just want to address real quick. Um, as a business owner, sometimes you may feel like you got the weight of, of the world on your shoulders. Um, situations like this can throw us into depression um, or battle things that we don't want to battle. Um, facing loss, things like that. Uh, so I just want to encourage any business owners out there, uh, you know, please know that worst case scenario, things go downhill. We have to celebrate life. Um, you know, uh, suicide's not an option. And I don't mean to be doom and gloom here, but I'm one that's going to be transparent and bring awareness and stuff and talk about it early. Um, I just don't, I've had too many friends commit suicide. Um, and with all the hysteria and the worst case scenario stuff that, listen, there is a way it'll work out. You'll be fine. It's not the end of the world. Even if your business doesn't do that great. Uh, I just want to encourage you. Uh, if you don't believe in the Lord, whatever, that's fine. Um, reach out to me. I'll help lift you up. I'll help you any way that I possibly can. Um, but depression is real. These are the times I think people are tested with their depression. And so, uh, I just want to encourage everybody, you know, don't yes, be, um, socially isolate, but at the same time, technology, I think we make technology out to be so bad. Technology is going to give everybody an opportunity to stay connected with their loved ones in a time where we yeah. separate ourselves. So yeah. take that and use it as an, as your advantage, not just, um, to, to, to not be in a black hole or a house by yourself, but take that and use it towards your business to help innovate and, and create a better future for your company. And, and if it all goes bad, right, if it all goes bad, um, it's okay. And I just want to let everybody know that, that life is too precious. It's too important. You have too many people out there who love you and care about you. Um, and so uh, before it gets there, I would just like to have that moment where I share that and let everybody know that I love you. I care. There's other people who love you. They care. And if you need someone to talk to, reach out to me. I'll do my best um, to chat with you. I got a lot going on, but at the same time, uh, that type of thing is super important and I'll prioritize. So um, any comments, last comments before we shut it off, Matt? Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, uh, I, I agree with everything Ryan just said. And and uh, I, re I, I will offer out myself too, for sure. Um, I am, I am, I am available. I've made myself available to a lot of people uh, during this time as well. Uh, and one thing uh, that that Andrew Newman, uh, who was on my podcast earlier, um, and I encourage after you guys listen to this one, get off of this one. I encourage you guys. I'll be dropping Definitely. that one here in about an hour. Um, it's got a lot of really good comment on on preventative measures. Um, and, and what to look forward to. But he, he had mentioned, he goes, man, look at this as a blessing. He goes, I get to spend a ton of time with my family. 
where whereas before I would come home and we'd watch a movie now I get I've installed a swing and we're playing you know I'm playing and wrestling with my kids and so look at this as a blessing and an opportunity to spend time with your loved ones um and you know and, and all all the while being you know being conscious of the uh, of the social aspect and and helping out the people again that need help um and just be just be a good person identify what's in your control and what's out of your control there is no yep. need to stress on the things that are outside your control so for sure um, thank for you sure. guys we appreciate your listening and if you need anything, don't hesitate to reach out to us through the Torsion Talk podcast Facebook uh, page. We monitor that uh, almost 24-7. We get back to people pretty quickly. We try to, uh, if not, hit us back again. Uh, but we're pretty active on there. If you need anything from us, reach out to us. Let us know. Thank you, Matt, for joining the show. And if you've listened to this, uh, you heard him. He's got an excellent podcast. Check out his podcast that he's going to post here shortly. And uh, he's also on Facebook if you want to follow along. What's your Facebook page for your podcast? Uh, it's Level Up Small Business Conversations. There you go. Listen, we're praying for you guys. I hope everyone comes out of this successful, and we really appreciate you listening. Uh, you do support us by listening, and thank you very much. Share it with your friends and family. Have a wonderful day.